Hello, welcome to the Lesbian Supper Club podcast. We are on an episode I have no idea anymore what episode we're on. It's going so quick. It is going really quick. I feel like we're on like episode like what, like 24? 24? Yeah, we said that yeah, at the same 24. time. Um, what a week it's been, girls. Yeah, I'm walking into the studio today popping my puss. Popping and a locking. We've had a good week, haven't we? Yeah, it's been really fun. Not only has it been a really good week because there's been a lot of really positive stuff surrounding the podcast and loads of other great things that we've been doing. I also think we're having a really good week because we've started taking our citalopram again. Yeah. So me and Freya were fucking asshole idiots and through complete you know as everyone will know now we're not the most organized people to be <laughs> walking this earth so no. just through complete neglect neglected to pick up acetalopram and renew our prescription pure idiot move which created nothing other than sheer chaos like real balls to the walls i was acting insane yeah and the thing is is that the problem is is that i kind of know in the moment that it's because i haven't taken my citalopram but then the other part you won't rationalize it is like no yeah i'm vindicated in acting like a a squealing fucking banshee like it was really bad like a lot of tears a lot of just ridiculous behavior over absolutely fuck all. I listened to, <laughs> I tried to calm myself down one day and I listened to this mindfulness meditation on TikTok and I started listening to it. It's supposed to be like a healing one and I just started crying my eyes out over shit that I don't like even wailing as well, care guys. about. Like <laughs> and I was like, this ain't normal. But then I saw other people had commented saying that they were crying. So I was like, okay. It must just be the most powerful. I'm just keeping my mouth shut because I don't want to revisit that. No, it's a load of shit. But apart from that, we've been working with G Spot, which is Gillian Anderson's brand. If you know us or if you know lesbians, you know that this is just a big deal because it's Gillian Anderson. Exactly. I've actually got the newest flavor here, which is called Arouse. I'm going to do a bit of like an ASMR moment with this. (sighs) Nice. The best thing about this is that. It's actually been advised by a nutritionist in terms of the qualities and the properties that are inside the drink that are supposed and it tastes to make you really good. Yeah, it tastes really good, but it's supposed to make you aroused, like yeah. horny, like down for a good time. Do you know what is really? I don't know if it was placebo effect, but basically we went to the oh, launch so event of Arouse yesterday, yeah. which tied in with the new episode of Sex Education, and it was a load of fun, and we had a really good time. Mm-hmm. And they were serving only a rouse at the bar pre-screening. Yeah. So there was sushi flowing, good vibes flowing, a rouse flowing in many shapes of a rouse. <laughs> and I think I necked about four, anything between four and six of those. I feel like I felt a bit like, woo. Yeah, same. But I don't know why. I think because... Um, it's one got of the a lot of relaxants, I, Yeah, right? but I remember when we spoke to the nutritionist and she said that one of the properties in there is supposed to also increase your blood flow. Okay, that makes Which sense. Which is like kind of like a similar thing that you get yeah. when you're drunk, right? Yeah. Because um, I didn't feel drunk. No. But I felt a bit like... Loose and ready. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think, think that's the point. Really relaxed. Because I think, like, I have, 
like an internal monologue constantly mm. and like my brain is constantly going a thousand miles an hour it felt less of that right yeah. it was more going like 500 miles an hour yeah, yeah. exactly no it was really it's really fucking good and it is it's and really nice there's obviously just been a lot of studies that's like gone into mm-hmm. it and a lot of work a lot um, of yeah really the team are absolutely that. incredible yeah, and the brand so. like stands for a lot of good stuff and i've got to say it here and now even if it didn't it's julian anderson <laughs> yeah, so true. Do you know what i mean like it does it, it could even shit. have to be ethical it could be shit it, yeah, I could be drinking this now and it could taste like warm piss. But it doesn't. And it I'd lovely, still but. be supporting <laughs> because of the associated name. No, it is great. Um, We've also been busy because we started listening to the Quinn audiobooks. Yeah, so a few of you actually DM'd us or have DM'd us over the last few months mm. uh, saying, you know, have we listened and sh- we should take a look or take a listen. And we have. And... We're really blown away in the best possible way. So this is a audio book called the new sort of series is called Compromised. And it is about without going into too much detail and ruining it for everyone. It's about a special agent Mm. who is actually voiced by none other than the incredible Victoria Pedretti, which for those of you who don't know her by name, love from you yeah. and also Haunting of Hill House as the well. The lesbian and Haunting yeah. of Hill House. Oh my God, she's just incredible. And it's, an, it's a lesbian storyline, this compromised uh, audiobook mm-hmm. by Click Quinn. And because you can Im- imagine uh, Victoria Pedretti as a lesbian because of the lesbian roles yeah. that she's played, I feel like it just makes it so much mm. better. And she's so hot. Like So just listen to episode two and... The the storyline is incredible because like I like the way that it kind of like really leads you out to this like moment of her and this girl. The best thing is is that obviously it's Victoria, but you play the other character. So when you're listening to mm-hmm. it, the listener is the other. You character. have to imagine to so be. So you yeah. are like a part of that sex scene, and like it's really fucking hot. Like and. The way that it's done is really cool because they also put like loads of effects it's very on clever. in the background. It's very, yeah, it sounds really like ASMR as well. Yeah. Like it's a very intense, uh, like it's quite emotive actually yeah. because of the intensity of the sounds. They really focus on things and also the music uh, and the sound effects mm. I think have been chosen inc- incredibly well. Yeah. And it's more than just like a sexual like erotica thing. Mm-hmm. Like there's actually like a story behind it, which I think that like, our listeners and I think that lesbians in general like we kind of love that like we love the storyline like whenever you see a character in something it's like the storyline that like makes it really hot yeah well I um, think like it's, it's it's sexy it's really hot women in sex scenes and women in you know porn mm. generally are objectified mm. and it's not anywhere honest or feels I don't know organic I no, suppose whereas I feel like in this one she really like takes control yes. of the situation but you need to listen to it for yourself so I'm gonna I'm gonna pop the link we're not gonna yeah we're yeah. not gonna ruin it for we're you we're not gonna ruin I it but it is hot really recommend and I think what's nice as well if you want to listen as a couple you don't it's not one of those things where you necessarily have to awkwardly sit down like this is something yeah. that you could have on whilst you're cooking dinner mm-hmm. and it might create like a really nice vibe yeah. to the situation without having to make it like a real big thing yeah. um i really so like I, that. i've i'm rating it like i'm loving this yeah or even if you're alone and you just want to like walk the streets or you're at work and you're really bored you put this in your ears amazing pretend it's your girlfriend yeah. like who doesn't want to pretend that victoria Pedretti is their girlfriend <gasps> 
I know, hot. Right. You've got our recommendation there, guys. So Yeah, I'm check it out and let us know what you yeah, think. Really interested. Know. But yeah, so that was great. What else have we been doing? We've um, We've been getting angry over Russell Brand. Oh, okay. Let's talk about Russell Brand actually. Do you know what is so funny? I feel like we're always not predicting shit, but this podcast, you know, it happened with G Flip and Chriselle. We talk about them getting married. They got married. We're speaking about Carl Richards and Morgan. She ended up in this music video. We were speaking <laughs> about Katy Perry. Granted, nothing to do with Richard. Richard Russell mm-hmm. Brand. We were speaking about Katy Perry being a massive fucking lesbian, and sure mm-hmm. enough, days after us doing this, Russell Brand's all over the news for being a sex offender. Sex, <laughs> yeah. Well, just a dirty bastard, really. More than that, more than a dirty bastard. We've, I think, we've always known that he's been a dirty bastard, right? And he played that character very well. I mean, you hide in plain sight. It's very Jimmy mm-hmm. Savile, but like ultimately. He's a very fucking clever man. Mm-hmm. He's a very, very mm-hmm. clever man. Yeah, if you're, you know, oh, I shouldn't, like, if you're believing the plot that he is just, like, putting out there, which is a conspiracy on top of a conspiracy, basically. So he's obviously, on his little YouTube channel, mm. been doing what he would call exposing the big boys across the yeah. world for various reasons and various things. Okay, fine. He's now using that narrative to basically say that because he went after the big boys, the big boys are coming Mm -hmm. after him. The problem with that being is that that can't be true because the victims are real and Mm -hmm. there is real audit against these allegations as well. So like anyone who's believing that narrative... Because I've been reading comments. I mean, Facebook's the best place for these kind of stories. The best and worst. Where these men who, by the way, the type of men who would never defend a woman in any somewhat scenario, you know, are straight away going innocent until proven guilty. Mm. But you know it's the same men, and I'm not condoning it, that fucking rinsed Philip Schofield. Yes. Because he was a yes. gay man and that didn't fit their narrative of the boys club yes. and like the oh, large, so the pub. Do you know what I mean? But now because it's Russell Brand and they're all probably fucking mirroring his behavior. Yeah. Suddenly, innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. And they're all saying anyone who doesn't believe that this is part of the conspiracy is a fucking idiot. And you read it and you're like, Wow. But you know what, though, is that wow. he's also covered their eyes so well because he is a PR dream. Like, in the way that he presents himself, the way that he dropped that video before it all came out was a very, very good move. If Getting there can, first. Can I just say narrative. really quickly, if the big bad news was after him, why would somebody have given him that information ahead of time before it went on dispatches the next day? Somebody tell me that. Secondly, he's... Well, he'll very, pretend that he had, like, an in. Yeah. But secondly... The way that he addresses the situation, he only ever addresses the news, the email, and the letter. He never mentions, very cleverly, he never mentions victims. The he never mentions stories women. where this has derived from. He never from. says what these women are saying. No, no, no. He says what these news yes. and what dispatchers are saying yes. from this letter, what this letter is saying, what this email is saying, because he's completely detached. Yes, emotion. He's taking the emotion that. out of it. He's taking the emotion from that and putting all the emotion onto him. Yes, which so he is, is so stopping clever. his audience from mm-hmm. thinking about these allegations coming from people mm-hmm. and he's managed to steer it into them thinking about it as 
computers yeah. and men in suits that yeah. are just plotting against him. And, and the problem is, right, is that obviously the legal age of consent in the UK is 16, which is kind of ridiculous, but it is. Um, so, no, I, I disagree with that. I don't think it's ridiculous. What I do think is age gaps when it comes to that, right? Okay, yeah. So if it's a 17 and a 16-year-old, I don't have a problem with it. Mm -mm. If it's anything above, I believe... <sighs> A 19-year-old and a 16-year-old, Yeah, it's exploitative and it is... Maybe it should be kept to the teens. Yeah. I, I like, kind of like, yeah, yeah. I think it should be staggered, which teenagers. I know is complex when it comes to legislative thing. Mm. But I do believe that's what it should be because you shouldn't be punishing... As, oh, as this, yeah, okay. You shouldn't be punishing a 16-year-old and a 15-year-old engaging in sexual acts yeah. as you should anything a 40-year-old and a 15-year-old. Yeah. Do you know Disgusting. what I mean? It yeah. is different. Mm -hmm. It is. But people look at it as like, well, that's the age of consent and therefore the girl is fine being mm -hmm. with like someone older. And that is so untrue. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. The accusations that have been made, um, those with the alleged act is really really disturbing and it but it also just doesn't surprise me um he seems like to be a man drunk on power and has addictive states and i don't believe that sex for him would just be enough when you're like that normal consensual missionary no. fucking sex no. is not going to be enough for somebody like him so um yeah i think keep riding your train russell the wrong people will stand behind you um, the truth will always out itself. The truth I do will, uh, that, and, especially and in this day. Ultimately, and age. we stand by the victims, and I'm sorry that this has happened yeah. um, to you. It's it's absolutely fucking terrible. I hope that they've got all the support that they need going forward because I think that something like this is so painful to watch as the victim. Yeah, or as a victim, even if not directly yeah. um, associated to this case, you relate it to your. You own know, when case. you read the narratives of some people online. It's so fucked up. The internet is sick and twisted. Literally, it really yeah, is. It's horrible. Segwaying into age gaps then, <laughs> on, a light, on a slightly like lighter note. Yes. Again, this is something that a lot of you have asked us to discuss over the last few months. And it's a topic that we've kind of um, had in our back pockets for a while now and really wanted to kind of bring to air. Yeah. Is age gaps in lesbian relationships so relationships generally but you know or queer relationships mm -hmm. let's make it very audience specific mm -hmm. what do we think about them again it depends right mm -hmm. you've got yourself a 16 year old and she's going on with a 30 year old i'll be like ew um but you look at someone who is like 30 going out with like a 45 year old woman i do not see a no. problem in that no. at all I think it really depends on like where you're at in your life, right? Because you can have a 30 year old that's like, I don't want kids ever. I'm very focused on my career. I'm happy doing my shit. And then you've got a 45 year old who doesn't have any kids, has that same kind of stance in life. And just yep. that's that. Well, if you're I, in like a very similar position, then it, yeah. I think it works really well. Yeah, because there's like the physical age, right? Mm. And then there's the mental mm. age. And then there's the age of where you are in at life. Yeah. And that means something different for so many people. Mm -hmm. I think anyone under the age of 25 dating anyone, quote unquote, significantly older is always going to be problematic. Yeah, I think so too. And I say significantly older is anything more... 10 years plus, I'd say. Yeah. So if you're 25 and you're dating a 30-year-old, I don't see that as too problematic. No, that's not too I bad, don't no. think I personally would do it. No. 
But um, that's not. But opposite. again, it depends on the person. Yeah. If the person is very emotionally mature mm-hmm. and they've got their shit together and they know what they want from life and you're on the same path, great. Mm. If you're 25 dating a 35-year-old, I do think it starts to potentially become mm. problematic. Now, not necessarily because the older person is, I don't know, being quote-unquote predatory mm. or inappropriate Mm. I think it is more of no matter how mature you are as the 25 year old life experiences will not lead you necessarily to the same level as the 35 year old and I do Mm. believe at some point issues will arise in the relationship Mm. about what you want from life even if you start off on the exact same page I my thoughts would be or my worries would be that over time as the 25-year-old, you will continue to grow and what you want from life could very easily change. Your career path could mm. very easily change. Where you want to live could very easily but change. But I think that that can happen in any age relationship. It to can. Be fair, but the percentage is higher, exactly. right? It's more probable. Yeah. But that can happen in any situation. You could also find yourself, I could, right, okay, say for instance, me and you, we break up tomorrow. I fall in love with a 45-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. she might not have her shit together as much as you do, right? So she could be still finding herself. She might have quit yeah, a job that no, she see, had. That for me, wait, you have to define, because that for me would be a bit of a red flag. Mm. Mm. If I met a 45-year-old who still didn't like really know themselves no, but what can happen they can fend themselves, themselves. Yeah. do you mean that no uh, okay so they can fend for themselves in that right they're not like a complete mess but okay. i just mean they might have had a job in uh, they might have been a, a fucking lawyer then all of a sudden just be like god i don't want to do this anymore i want to go now, into animal welfare yeah and he's yeah, now okay, finding fine. their new way in life and they're yeah. starting fresh at something yeah. which like i think is totally normal which is fine and by the way i'm not saying anyone needs to have their shit together by any type of age but again i'm thinking i'm talking about the dynamic perspective mm. here is that if you're a 30 year old and you feel like you've really got everything together and you're happy and you meet someone who is again going through a transition in their life mm. and changing again that may cause dynamic issues like friction yeah. because you're not coming together on the same path mm-hmm. i get it so i feel like age gaps can be really bad though Mm. like at the start of this conversation Mm. when you're talking about okay for example a 30 year old and an 18 year old Mm -hmm. i'm sorry i think that's problematic yeah i just like you say 80 18 oh fuck me i was gonna say 80 well she's obviously got a brilliant wallet game plan yeah yeah (laughs) no that's fine (laughs) that's fine that's absolutely I don't see anything wrong with that. Really? Is your tea tasting a little bit funny today? No, just sure. That's just arsenic. No. <laughs> um <laughs> No, uh, so 30 and 18. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. And there may be people listening to this who can say, Do you know what? I met my other half when they were much younger and we're together yeah. years later and we're really happy. Great, fine. Yeah. Okay. Accepting of that. But mm-hmm. I don't see personally how on a larger scale it's gonna it's gonna work okay all of this aside obviously we all know the big celebrity age gap lesbian couple which is sarah paulson and holland taylor so love them let me break the age gap the age gap is a 32 year age gap fuck me fuck 
Sarah, Do you know what? Wipe everything that I've just said <laughs> in the last like 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, but not every 80-year-old woman is Holland Taylor. That is true. So Sarah Paulson is 48 and Holland is 80. When did they get together? Because like, see now, mm. 48 and 80, you're both very developed, life-living lesbians that like at that point clearly they found so much more like it works right so who the fuck am i to judge mm. did i say she was 42 no 48 is 48 she? and 80 right so they first met in 2005 right but they uh got together in 2015 so when they were two, okay so 2005 was how many years ago almost 20 so it's 18 years ago so she would have been 20 when she met her so she would have been 20 and Holland would have been 62 when they first met. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Cradle snatch. And then 10 years later, so 72. She was 30. And she was 30. See, now I'm... S no. Yeah, they've been together since 2015. No, because 72 and 30, that's 42 yeah, years. Oh, fuck me. Hey, I can't do basic maths. Right. Tell me again. So they so they're now what's the age now? Wait, okay. So Fred, no, I'm sorry, you're so Sarah fucking Paulson bad at mental is math. Forty eight. Okay, they met in two thousand and five, which was eighteen years ago. Yeah. So she was thirty when they met. You fucking idiot. Oh wow, well, yeah, I am thirty. Yeah, so she was thirty when they yeah. first met. Yeah, and eighteen years. How old is the other one? Eighty. Eighty. So eighteen years ago. So she would have been sixty two. Okay, I got her right. Right. So thirty and sixty two. Okay, that's not so bad. That's not too bad. Yeah. Right. To be fair, I know a couple of 62-year-olds that I would want to bag. So yeah, I true. I get it. True. I do. And then, but they didn't start dating until, until 10 years later. 10 years later. So, so she, she was 40 and 72. That is still a very large age It gap. is, but... Is she... No, I'm not going to say it. I was going to say, is she still limber? She Fried. might be. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're thinking about it. It is a legitimate question. Do you know what, though? Fair. I would go for... Uh, Who's um? I don't. So who's I that really hot? Oh, Jane Fonda, and how old is she? I know for a fact I probably wouldn't kick her out of bed. So that that's as old nah, as I'll go I though. That old, is as yeah. old as I will go. Hold on, let me have a look. She's eighty-five. <laughs> 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 to be fair, what was the advert she used to do? Was it Number Seven? Because she looked fucking oh. fantastic. Well, she was in Grace and Frankie. But she is quite. Literally, like she's seven years older than my nan. Yeah, your, na your nan is fit. Freya, please, <laughs> not my nan. Oh <laughs> uh, no, she did L'Oreal. L'Oreal, that was it. Yeah, not and number seven. You wouldn't catch Jane Fonda I'm, doing that. I'm sorry, the difference seven. between L'Oreal and number seven Freya is literally nothing. No, L'Oreal is, is much better than No, it number isn't. Seven. Number yes, seven it is. is quite a nice brand. 85 pain. okay no i don't think i reckon even though she's that grand age i reckon i should i could still show her a thing or two <laughs> you think you could <laughs> i don't know if that don't is the case <laughs> no i'm sorry that's just, no that's no, no but me. she is really really right, beautiful she is on. beautiful and she's so fucking cool and iconic like but yeah, no, uh, but but not for like a relationship. But then Holland and Sarah just seem like such a loving couple. They, they're they clearly soulmates, you know? Uh, Gillian Anderson is 55. Yeah, perfect. That's, I think, That's I not. think I'd go max 60. Okay, because don't say max 55, because she'll only ever age and you'll still want to be with her. <laughs> no, I don't want to be with her. Um, K. 
Kate Blanchett is 54. So they're all like mm. in the same. Because I love that age. Yeah, I think 50s is really hot. And like we're talking a 25 year plus age gap for me there. And that's, I don't see a problem with that. Do you know what I mean? Like I think me and Kate Blanchett could have a ruddy old good time together. Kate, Kate could drink me under the table. She could probably shag us under the table as well. Easily. Yeah. I know she's got more stamina than I do. Oh, well, 100% goes without saying where I'm concerned. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it is a difficult one because I think the answer is different depending on how young the how oldest is. Freya, please. No, but it is true. Yeah. <laughs> and how successful they are. No, I'm joking. No, on but how, it does because it's sexy. Yeah, true. Like on how young the youngest is and how old the oldest is and when it started. So for older relationship, I think the cutoff point starts at 25 if you're going to date someone older. No, I think 30. Okay, 30. I think 30. And I think the cutoff age, if you're going to date someone younger, I think maybe you're looking at the 65 mark, I reckon. What do you mean 65 mark? I reckon that's as old as you can get before you start trying to date someone maybe a bit more your age. Yeah, like that is the barrier. So That's you're saying like, Eve, yeah, but then again, we're going against Sarah Paulson here. Okay. But they are just the exception. They are the exception. The only exception. Also, they're both incredibly successful in their field. It's mm-hmm. not like one is trying to gain something from somebody else because I feel like it's that's very what I would fair worry about. Dynamic. It's a very fair dynamic. Yeah. Whereas, can you imagine if Sarah Paulson was just some younger woman who had nothing yeah. else going on? So you know, you you th- you would automatically look at that and think, well, you're gold digging, you know. So yeah, I feel like if you're thirty and over, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be going really for any younger than twenty-five. Mm-hmm. If you're twenty-five and under mm-hmm. you shouldn't be going for anyone i don't think over 30 yeah because the dynamic i do think it's just is weird just, it's just gonna be a bit off but i'm not saying it couldn't work right no. it's not i've it's not my lived experience no, but I'm sure it could. i don't know it's hard because also, I tell everyone to fuck off. Like, if somebody had, like, a bad view on it, literally just be like, fuck you. This is the thing. No one knows themselves better than yourself, right? Yeah. Go with your gut. If it feels gem- genuinely right, organic, and a workable relationship, yeah. you know yourself better mm-hmm. than anyone. But if you're younger and you think that you could be quite vulnerable to this mm. person, maybe not a good idea. And if you're older and you think that you could be taking on potentially more of a maternal role yeah. than a romantic mm-hmm. role, that the lines are going to get blurred. And That's I don't mean in like too a far. mommy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like mother. You never know what someone's type is though. You could have like a wrinkle kink or something. Wrinkle kink. Yeah. Well, we're not you could have a tenor lady kink. Yeah. A sneeze and piss yourself kink. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is. I want to know, like, if because a lot of you who have wrote I feel in, like I've got that at the moment. Honestly, I feel like a I wrinkle kink. Myself, I was going to say you don't have a wrinkle kink because you're guasharing like every day. As am I. We started guasharing, guys, and it's bloody brilliant. Yeah, who knew? Apart from everyone that told us to do it, I, I've really started to worry more about looking older. Like that is really mm-hmm. something, and I know that it's something because all women go through that that sudden moment where they go fuck shit and we have so many friends in their like mid to late 30s that look so good and i'm like i'm worried that when i get there that won't be me Mm. and i have to make it my life now yeah yeah like some of their skins are better like 
Isa's skin, oh. Bree's skin. It's gorgeous. Eloise's skin. They're, They're all stunning. All better skin than I have now. So I'm already kind of fat. I'm off to injectual for a full face of oh, Botox yeah. very, very soon. Up. If you girls saw the list of women that we literally just listed, then you'd all be on your fucking knees. But I'm not <laughs> doing it because I want to keep this No, myself. I have posted a couple of them. Yeah, but Jesus Christ, they are hot. Yeah. All of them. And but I've started like uh, I'm gonna try and make this a thing to go like at least like four or five days a week, go to the sauna. Because I've got a membership which I just haven't been going to. Mm-hmm. It's literally a stone's throw away from my property of the Virgin Active. I'm gonna go into the sauna, sit there for fifteen minutes. It's awful for a brain like mine because I feel like fifteen minutes are gone and then it's been like three. Do you know minutes. the worst thing I find about the sauna, which you commented on yesterday? The breathing. Really hurts my nose. Yeah, it hurts my nose and like my the throat. the inside of my nose hurts. I think I'm yeah. just going to have to mouth breathe the whole time. But even when I was mouth burns. Yeah, I couldn't breathe through my nose and then I was going, I might get one of those pegs to put over my nose, <laughs> then wear a mask so I'm not breathing in hot, hot air. You look fucking Direct. insane. What's new? Yeah. I am. Um, yeah, because it's that really dry air. It's weird. Yeah. But I was. I, started getting to the point where I was like, fuck me, this is hot. Fuck me, this is hot. And then my whole body just started like sweating all of a sudden. I was like, here it is. But um, apparently it's amazing for like de-aging for your skin, your blood vessels. Like I looked really tanned for the rest of the day after I had been in the sauna. So you'd like stimulated. I'm here for it. And I was doing some stretches whilst I was in there because I'm just trying to look after myself now. Guys. Yeah. It's so, okay, Farrah, we've had enough of your... your uh, I'm going to look so fit. You lot are not going to know what to do with me. Just give me time, okay? Give me like a year. Okay. No, give me five months. Okay. Give me six months. Okay. So age gaps. I want you guys to write into us, mm. write to us, and tell us if you this is your lived experience. Because everyone mm. who has asked us this question hasn't said that they've done it or they're thinking about doing it. They've just asked. They haven't given context. So mm-hmm. we haven't actually spoken with anyone yeah. or had insight from anyone where it's been their lived experience. So if it has been your lived experience or is your lived experience, can you let us know? Because I want to pick this back up because mm-hmm. it's something that... I mean, I dated someone, one of my relationships. I actually don't know how old she was, but I was 22 when we met. I think that was six years. Well, I went on a date when I was 22 with a 34-year-old. Yeah, no, not I, no, I'm sorry. It was and, and even the six years. Now, I wouldn't usually have a problem with six years. But with me being 22 mm. and her, I think, being 28, Oh, yeah. She's that much older than you? Yeah, I think so. Fuck! Looking back now, where I'm now nearing her age, Mm. I wouldn't date a 22-year-old. No. I've always been, I'd like to think, like, really mature for my age. I've had a lot of lived experiences really young. Mm. I've got, I feel like, quite a good concept of the world. Mm. But not that. But now... No, I did, but it just, like, the dynamic was a bit off. Mm. It was. But I think you've matured a lot since I've been with you. Oh, you've matured a lot, yeah. I have. Yeah, no, we both have. have. Yeah, but I think that's a but good we, thing. But we acknowledge that we have yeah. grown up. I mean, we're really close in age. Like, there's, yeah. what, just over a year between us. Uh-huh. I love how you say just over a year. Yeah. I have to say just it's one year, one month. I have to say it. Yeah. We acknowledge all the time that we've grown together. Yeah. S- as individuals really and as a couple. I'm that I have. Um, and we've had to, but... Like, uh, even though there's not an age gap, growing together has been really difficult and Mm. we've had to overcome a lot. And this is what I mean. And we've not even had the age gap present. Can you imagine if we had to go through the growth pain that we've had to go through whilst also having 
quite a large age gap where naturally our priorities will be different. Yeah. This is what yeah. I mean. It will be, I think, quite strenuous. Yeah. So if you've done it and you've got the war badge or you've got the medal... Or let if you've had know. a shit experience, let us know either way. Not a shit. Please don't say shit because I don't want someone to be like, yeah, I fucked a seven-year-old and she shit on me. Because mm. someone will write in and say that. I enjoy reading that. Yeah, you probably would, actually. Have we got a horror story today? We do. Oh. So I know I read last week's horror story, but I'm going to read this week's one as well because Freya hasn't listened or read this one, so I want your genuine response. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this one is titled... In brackets, another uni lesbian horror story, mm. Australian edition. Ooh. And I love this because I know that the Aussies, the Aussies are mad. out of fucking love control, em. like out of control. So let's go. Okay. Hey, messaging in from Australia. I love your podcast. It's the only pod I've actually committed to since day one. Thank you. Th- that means a lot to me because I That's know really how nice. hard that is. Mm-hmm. I've got a horror story from when I just came out about six years ago. I'm 25 now and at this point I was still at uni living at an all-girls college where the environment was pretty homophobic. Anyway, I hadn't done anything more than kiss a girl at this point and I hadn't come out to many of my friends because of where we were living, all living at the time. I was out at my college bar and there was this girl that I went to the gym with maybe three or four times a week. She was a year younger than me and we seemed to get on pretty well. What was funny was that we had the same name so we bonded over that and always joked about it. So we were sitting at this bar run by all boys run by the all boys college next door and we were getting closer and closer and again I wasn't sure if she was out or whether she was even a lesbian Mm -hmm. one thing led to another and we started hooking up in the middle of the dance floor at this all boys college bar oh god that's brave (laughs) again quite a homophobic place probably even more so than the all girls college I was living in at the time one thing led to another and I took her back to my room we started having sex and I thought it'd be fun to get in the shower and continue there We proceeded to have the loudest shower sex in the shared bathrooms. Oh, my God. Mm. And at the time, I didn't even think anything of it. But I'd find out a little later that it was quite a performance for all the girls coming back from the same bar we were at previously. Oh, lol. Well, you may be able to teach them a thing or two. Yeah. We then went back to my room afterwards and continued having sex. You're going to hate this, Freya. In the morning, I woke up from the smell of something so incredibly bad. I still think about it to this day. I look around and there was vomit all over my bed and all over the surrounding walls of my room. What the fuck? It was also summer in Australia, so the heat didn't help the situation at all. Did she bring the fucking exorcist back to her house? What (laughs) the fuck happened? The girl didn't even acknowledge that the room was covered in her vomit. What? And she just collected her stuff and left. I then spent the entire morning cleaning up the wallet. Oh, and let me tell you, so doing this task hungover <laughs> is something I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy. As I left my room to take out the sheets to laundry, I encountered four of the neighbours who looked at me, my sheets in my room and continued walking. Later at breakfast, I could hear them discussing what they heard in the shower block the night before, <laughs> which did not help my anxiety in the slightest. <laughs> I was at college for another year after this, and I think I spoke to this girl only two or three times after that. She just full-on ghosted me. Safe to say, this put me right back in the closet for about two years before I started <laughs> dating someone seriously. There's only a few all-girls colleges in Australia, so with that in mind, I'd love to remain anonymous. Cheers! 
Well, babe, I think they're going to find out who you are if they're listening to this. There's probably quite a few lesbians in I bet they were all closeted. Well. The bitchy mm-hmm. girls who, like, only could talk about her. Like, yeah. if you're you so straight, why are you not t- obsessing over cock? Like, why are you all talking <sighs> about the lesbians? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. It's just a little shit. I mean, like, I I'm gay. I'm not interested like. in talking about straight like. couples or straight sex because mm-hmm. it doesn't interest me. So no, why are all these straight well. girls? Yeah, makes so, me feel sick. So this is fucking gross, man. Like, what? <laughs> this is Freya's worst nightmare because, as you all know, she's got a mess. If you could see Freya right now, you have gone wet red and you're sweating. I feel like I am. <laughs> Shut no, up. babe, I'm not even just saying I'm it. Not you sweating. are sweating, darling. You've got a sheen to that forehead. Oh no, that's just that's just my makeup. I think. No, I think you're like. I think I, it you. has really raised my blood pressure. So so I don't. Uh, I don't under why the fuck wouldn't she even like be like whoops sorry right or how so did you not hear that happening when you're really drunk I can maybe imagine waking up and like vomiting on yourself <clears throat> what I don't know or I don't understand like you were saying unless she is the literal fucking exorcist how's it getting up all the walls but imagine doing that to someone's fucking room and then just leaving. I know. That is so out of order. What if but she the thinks that you did it? What if she did it in her sleep and didn't remember and thought that you did it? Nah, because you taste the vomit. Like coming from the vomit connoisseur herself, <laughs> which is me. I'm all for a tactical chunder on a night out, girls. I love it. I live for it. Like <laughs> I'm four cocktails down. I'm thinking I'm either throwing up on someone's lap or I'm going to the bathroom having a tacty. Tacty is the way forward. All right. But I know that, like, you, not the taste in your mouth. I always know because the next morning I get a pain in my throat where I've been I sick. Just, look, I just think it's really weird. I think obviously she was embarrassed, but at the same time, I think it's more embarrassing to then just leave. Just not acknowledge it. It's just yeah. weird. But we've She's said this so out. many times so on many this people podcast. Are fucking weird. I cannot understand the actions of others sometimes. No. Like, it, I don't know what goes through people's minds mm. with so many things. And this isn't even like a difference of opinion. I think I would have burnt that room down. You would have, yeah. You'd have torched it. A hundred percent. hundred percent. So Claimed on this insurance. podcast now, we've had piss, shit, period, <laughs> and vomit. <laughs> I think humans are just fucking disgusting, really. If you bodily, really think about humans, just bodily excretion gross. is actually <laughs> Apart violent. from one excretion that I love. Oh, Freya... That's fucking disgusting. You're so disgusting. You're actually, today, the last three days, Freya has actually <laughs> been on one, but she has, for a change, really been genuinely making me laugh. For a change? Yeah, because sometimes your funniness, I actually just find really annoying. <laughs> actually, a lot of the time. But the last three days, your crack's actually been really good. Thank so you. I'll give you that. Thank you. I am funny. I'm just thinking of, like chunky yellow on the wall. Scarlet man. Fuck off. (laughs) I want to know how she got it off. Bleach. (laughs) I I hate this. (laughs) Anyway, thank you very much for that. (laughs) I'm really glad that that was six years ago because you must have had to fucking take some good amount of time. That would have sent you back in the closet, wouldn't it? Yeah. That would have sent you back in the closet, I think. Not much would. No, but that would. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I'm proud of you. I think you did a really good job. I think you dealt with it like a queen. I'm really impressed with you. At least you didn't do it on your vagina. Yeah, it could have been worse. Yeah, like the other girl. You could have been scraping it out. (laughs) Gross. Anyway, uh, that is everything for today's episode. We love you. Catch you next week. We'll catch you next week. Bye, queers. Bye, guys. (laughs)